gold standard. Welcome to the Dr. Hedberg Show for cutting-edge practical health information. For the latest articles, videos, and podcasts, visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com. The information in this show is intended for educational purposes only. Always consult your healthcare professional before attempting anything recommended in this program. And now, here's Dr. Hedberg. Well, welcome everyone to the Dr. Hedberg Show. This is Dr. Hedberg, and in this episode, I'm going to be talking about Hashimoto's disease, inositol, and selenium. So, this is uh, going to be a really good podcast. I'm going to be covering six research papers on inositol, selenium, and Hashimoto's disease. But before we get into that, let me just give you a, a brief overview of, of inositol and selenium. So inositol is actually vitamin B8. It's not actually a vitamin, even though it's called vitamin B8. It's actually a sugar. It's naturally found in foods like fruit, especially citrus, beans, grains, and nuts. And it's very important just for the structure of your cells, um, how hormones, uh, especially insulin works, and how chemical messengers work in your brain. So there's there's two different types of inositol on the market. The first is myo-inositol. So if the product says inositol, then it's myo-inositol. If it says d-chiro-inositol, that's the other form, then that's basically what it is, d-chiro-inositol. So the the myo-inositol or inositol products work really well for insulin resistance, and that's the type of inositol that's used in all of these studies. The D-chiro-inositol has a slight edge in reducing androgens. So D-chiro is used a lot in PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, whereas the myoform is, is better for insulin resistance. Now, I've used inositol over the years. I mainly use it for PCOS, insomnia, because it helps with sleep, anxiety, insulin resistance, PMS, depression, fibrocystic breast disease, and uterine fibroids. Those are the main things I've used it for. Now, selenium, this is a trace element. It's important for the immune system, cell growth, it's uh, antiviral, and it plays a, a very important role, of course, in the production and function of thyroid hormones. It's also an antioxidant, anti-inflammatory, and uh, there's I've covered this before on the website. I have a whole article and, and uh, podcast on selenium and Hashimoto's. Most of you are are pretty well aware of selenium and how it can help with Hashimoto's disease. But let's jump into the first study. This was covered, this was out of Italy in 2017 by Nordio and Basciani. And this looked at inositol plus selenium in patients with Hashimoto's disease and subclinical hypothyroidism. So pretty good sample size, 168 patients. 
Their TSH levels were between 3 and 6. They had elevated thyroid peroxidase antibodies and or thyroglobulin antibodies. Free T4 and the free T3 were actually normal. Randomized into two groups. So one group just got 83 micrograms of selenium. And then the other group got the 83 micrograms of selenium plus 600 milligrams of inositol. And they took that for six months. And after six months, the TSH improved, uh, free T4 improved, thyroid peroxidase antibodies and thyroglobulin antibodies went down. So those got better. So the group taking just the selenium, they did have a decrease in thyroid peroxidase levels. And we kind of already knew that. Uh, but the thyroglobulin levels, those only decreased in the inositol plus selenium group. Um, also, so these subjects, they filled out symptom questionnaires and the before and after symptom questionnaires showed significant improvement in all of their thyroid-related symptoms. So that was a great study. Uh, the combination of the two, inositol plus selenium, worked much better than selenium alone. Okay, study number two, 2013. And this was by Nordio in the journal Thyroid. And this also looked at inositol and selenium in subclinical hypothyroidism and autoimmune thyroiditis. So this was 48 women with Hashimoto's elevated thyroglobulin and thyroid peroxidase antibodies, elevated TSH. Their TSH levels ran about 4 to 10, somewhere in that range. And free T4 and free T3 were normal. So let's have a look. So group A got 83 micrograms of selenomethionine a day for six months. And then the other group, group B, got the combination of 600 milligrams inositol and 83 micrograms of selenomethionine also for six months. And they took the, it was a soft gel supplement of the inositol and selenium. This was two hours before or two hours after a meal. That's what they were instructed to do. So the results, so TSH levels decreased only in those taking the combined inositol and selenomethionine. There was no change in the TSH of those just taking selenomethionine. So obviously, so far after two studies, it's very clear the inositol is really what's making the difference in improving TSH levels, improving thyroid function. But in both groups in the study, there was a significant decrease in their thyroid antibodies. Uh, so the selenium alone does work to reduce thyroid antibodies. Third study, this was 2017 by Ferrari. So I think all of these came out of Italy. Uh, this was in the European Review for Medical and Pharmalo Pharmacological Sciences, and this looked at inositol and selenium and the risk of developing hypothyroidism 
in patients with autoimmune thyroiditis. So this was 21 patients with subclinical hypothyroidism and Hashimoto's disease. And all patients were treated with 600 milligrams of inositol and 83 micrograms of selenomethionine twice a day for six months. So in this study, they actually used double the dose. What were the findings? So TSH reduced significantly in these patients. Uh, the thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibody levels were also lowered. And the thyroglobulin antibody levels dropped actually more significantly than the thyroid peroxidase levels. No change in free T4 or free T3. And there was a drop in inflammation. They used a marker. It was called CXCL10. That was their marker of inflammation that they tested, and that dropped significantly. Now, there was no control group in that study, so it was, there was nothing to compare to, which is really not good research practice. You should always have a, a control group or someone taking, or a group taking something uh, differently. So that was not, not as well designed due to that factor. But nevertheless, the, these are kind of confirming some of these other studies that, that I'm going over today. Fourth study, this is uh, Benvanga. This was in 2017. And this looked at inositol and selenomethionine on Hashimoto's disease. This they looked uh, specifically just at lymphocyte activity. And you want to know what's going on with lymphocytes because that's, that's really what's involved. Those lymphocytes are involved in the inflammatory response in Hashimoto's disease. And so they wanted to see if there was a protective effect to the cells uh, from all of the oxidative stress that's due to the inflammation. And so they, this was using myo-inositol and selenium. So this was just looking at the cells in the blood. And they drew from eight women who had Hashimoto's disease. They all had elevated levels of thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies. And they actually also had signs of inflammation in the thyroid with uh, an, a thyroid ultrasound. They did use three healthy female controls, which is good. That's what we need in, in good studies. And so, again, this study was just looking at cell samples in the test tube. So the tissue samples, they were exposed to hydrogen peroxide because that's a source of oxidative stress. And they, they did measurements uh, before the use of the supplements and after and they used uh, myo-inositol alone, and they used selenomethionine alone, or a combination of inositol and selenomethionine. So they used three different variables there. So they found that when both inositol and selenium were introduced to the blood samples, the levels of the cell toxicity was significantly reduced. That was the most potent effect. 
it was more potent than just inositol alone and just selenomethionine alone. Now, they also looked at cells that are triggers, they're basically triggered to fight infections. These are called chemokines. And they looked at, they added selenomethionine or a combination of inositol and selenomethionine. There was a drop in the response of these infection fighting cells uh, that dropped, those dropped with the exposure um, to stress and it even fell below the baseline condition. So it's not that these infection fighting cells became less effective. It just means they were able to lower their activity because they weren't really needed as much by the body. So the inositol and selenium were at work protecting these cell samples. And even more specifically, the higher the concentration of selenomethionine or the combination of inositol and selenomethionine, the more protective the effects on the cells. And it was, it was fairly remarkable in that the Hashimoto's thyroiditis group the infection-fighting cells responded even more significantly to the supplementation of inositol and selenomethionine combined compared to the control group. So, you know, it was only eight subjects, so it's a very small sample, so that's a big weakness of the study. Uh, but to add more weight to the findings of these researchers, a larger group of subjects would have been meaningful, not only in seeing what would have happened to the TSH and thyroid antibodies, but also in reporting the subject's quality of life. Study number five, this was Nordio again, and he teamed up with uh, Basquiani, and this was looking at inositol and selenium and... Hashimoto's disease, and this was published in the International Journal of Endocrinology. Pretty good sample size. 86 patients with Hashimoto's disease were recruited. TSH levels were between 3 and 6. They had elevated thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies. Free T4 and free T3 were normal. And Actually, the researchers included one hyperthyroid uh, patient. So that was a most likely a Graves disease patient with low TSH. So the subjects received inositol and selenomethionine in a tablet, 600 milligrams of inositol, 83 micrograms of selenium for six months. After six months, TSH, TPO antibody, and thyroglobulin antibody levels were significantly decreased in the Hashimoto's patients after six months. They also found a significant increase in the free T4 and free T3. And we didn't see that in the other studies, so this means improved functioning of the thyroid. Also, the subjects reported that their quality of life had been significantly enhanced. So, uh, fewer symptoms that related to the Hashimoto's disease. And then, interestingly, that one hyperthyroid patient, the TSH levels increased. 
to the point where the researchers actually said the improvement was substantial enough to call it a complete restoration of TSH values at a normal range. So you want an increase in TSH in Graves' disease because it's too low when someone is hyperthyroid. So the, the conclusion was that those with subclinical hypothyroidism can actually completely restore their thyroid to normal levels uh, without medication. And this study, it corroborates what was found in the other study we talked about. So one thing that was unique was the, as I mentioned, the, the addition of the hyperthyroid subject. And so that could open up some more ideas and research for looking at Graves' disease and inositol. Now they do talk about how, or the, the mechanisms as to why this worked. And uh, they said that the combination, uh, lowering TSH when it's too high and increasing TSH if it's too low is an excellent sign. And uh, when you get that kind of modulatory effect on TSH, the right levels of T4 and T3 are encouraged to circulate in the body. And for the subclinical hypothyroid Hashimoto's patients, TSH levels significantly decreased without affecting the production of thyroid hormones. So the authors were very excited about that and their conclusions because, uh, again, the patients had, the TSH was between 3 and 6. They were hypothyroid, and they completely normalized without thyroid medication, just with inositol and selenomethionine. So the final paper, this was uh, actually Ferrari's team, that we talked about earlier, they teamed up with seven other researchers, including Ben Vanga. And this was published in December 2018. The study was entitled The Protective Effect of Myo-Inositol on Human Thyrocytes. Now, this was just done in culture dishes. So they wanted to investigate if equal concentrations of selenium alone Inositol alone or a combination of inositol and selenium could protect thyroid cells from oxidative stress. So the findings were that inositol and the combination of inositol plus selenium had a protective effect on thyroid autoimmunity and thyroid function while selenium alone had no such favorable effect in the cells of Hashimoto's disease or the controls. Specifically, they used that marker CXCL10. This is an inflammatory marker, and that marker was reduced in the cell samples that were exposed to inositol as well as inositol plus selenium. And then the authors went one step further, noting that the reduction in the measured inflammatory marker induced by inositol plus selenium was not significantly different from that obtained by inositol alone. So they, the researchers conclude that 
it wasn't selenium per se that offered the protective effect. So it was the inositol at work in keeping the inflammation down, and that confirms previous research that, that we just talked about. So to conclude all of that, so some of these studies, they examined low levels of TSH, high levels, thyroid antibodies, and it, it's very clear that the combination of inositol and selenomethionine is going to be the most effective. Now, there's nothing to compare like apples to apples across all six studies, but the common denominator is that inositol across the board exerted positive effects. And in five of the six studies, selenium did offer protective benefits to the thyroid. So selenium alone is effective. It's just much, much better with inositol. So we saw lowering of high TSH. We did see some improvements in free T4 and free T3. We saw reductions in thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies. So there weren't any adverse effects in any of the studies from any of the supplements. In fact, the researchers even discuss in the studies how safe it is to use inositol and selenium in those doses with the lack of side effects. Now, a couple of, again, I pointed these out earlier, but there's obviously some weaknesses. There are the study sizes. Some of them are very small. Um, you know, there was no control group in, in some of them, but overall, this is very, very promising. And uh, inositol is something that I've definitely added to my practice to help patients with Hashimoto's and Graves' disease. So what's the best way to take inositol? Really, the 600 milligrams, I think, is enough. There was only one study where they, they used double dosing. But 600 milligrams should be enough. You want it on an empty stomach, so that's either 30 minutes before a meal or at least two hours after. There are a lot of supplements out there on the market. They have about 900 to 1,000 milligram capsules of inositol. I think that's probably fine, getting a little extra. But, of course, consult your doctor before supplementation. There are a lot of products out there with around 600 milligrams, 650 milligrams. So I'm using the 600 milligram capsules. And then the selenomethionine, the, uh, the multi that I use has just one capsule, has around 100 micrograms. So that's plenty. So inositol, and it's just a real seems to be a real heavy hitter here with Hashimoto's disease and subclinical hypothyroidism. It looks like it could potentially normalize thyroid function in a lot of people without thyroid medication. You just have to give it some time. And of course, while you're working with your functional medicine doctor to figure everything else out, looking at ferritin and zinc and gut health and inflammation and adrenal hormones and all the things that we want to look at, infections like Epstein-Barr virus and things like that. This is just a, really a safe 
simple and uh, quite promising supplement to add in. I've also put together a table that summarizes all of the studies. So if you go to drhedberg.com and just search for inositol, uh, this podcast and the article will pop up. It has links to all of the studies and then the table summarizing all the results. So I urge you to look at this and definitely share it with people who uh, have either subclinical hypothyroidism and don't maybe don't want to jump into medication or have Hashimoto's disease and want to get that healed up and normalize their thyroid function. All right, so this is Dr. Hedberg. This was inositol, selenium, and Hashimoto's disease. Very exciting research. So take care, everyone, and I will talk to you next time. If you enjoy The Dr. Hedberg Show, you can support it by sharing each episode on your social media channels, like Facebook, and by leaving a review on iTunes. Please visit drhedberg.com. That's D-R-H-E-D-B-E-R-G.com to access the show notes and resources for today's episode.